Welcome back to Market On Close. We got Bob Iacchino to talk some Bitcoin with us. Firstly, the chief strategist at Path Trading Partners and founder. So, Bob, what do you think about this bounce? We've got a little bit of momentum after the slippage through 30K. Some buyers have emerged. We're going right to Bitcoin, aren't we? Right to the big boy. So, it's interesting to me because I've, I've been talking to clients about Bitcoin a lot lately. And one of the things that I try to express to them is certain assets. Uh, crude oil falls into this as well. You have to know uh, what you're doing, what the relevance of the investment is when you go in. And the reason I'm laying that case out is because Bitcoin below 30,000 is bad. But just a pop below 30,000 is not bad. It popped below and it didn't kind of price its way down there. In other words, it would have settled below for a day or two, possibly a week. I think a week is better. Then it brings about that crisis of confidence that probably shoots us down to 20,000. With Bitcoin, you have to know what you're doing. You have to know what your plan is. It's not like buying Apple, which, by the way, we did about a week ago. Whereas if you buy Apple and you say, well, I think Apple's going to go up 10% or 15% and it doesn't, you could say, well, I like Apple. I'm going to hold on to it anyway. Bitcoin is not like that. Bitcoin, if you buy it and you say it's going up 10, 12%, you're, you should get out at that point. You shouldn't be somebody who's going to buy it. And then if it goes lower, you're going to buy it again. And then if it goes lower, you're going to buy it again. Um, I make jokes a lot lately that I don't look at Bitcoin anymore, even though I own some. And it's half true. The reason is, is because I've taken the expected profits out already and I'm just holding on to basically house money. My initial investments have been taken out twice over. So I think Bitcoin has a chance to go a lot lower from here if it can stabilize below 30K. It's a level everyone's looking at. Right now, we're getting a little bit of pop that I don't really put much stock in. Okay, Bob, I think a few of those things really resonate with the way I've been thinking about it as well, in particular, the idea of the crisis of confidence, if it does stay below there. One of the things I was watching is exactly to your point, okay, is this just kind of a slip and a break from the range that it has been bound within? And when we zoom out now, as we were just looking on the chart, 28.8 doesn't look like much, right, compared to the other previous lows of 31 and 30. So walk me through the, the crisis of confidence part two. I mean, uh, that happens to kind of be the way I view this as well. This is a really big point, but why do you think that way? Well, because you and I have talked about it for years now, and I can't believe we're saying we've talked about Bitcoin for years, but we have. The biggest risk to Bitcoin is the stroke of the pen. And China's taken a couple of swipes at that stroke of the pen, legislating away mining in certain provinces, expanding that recently into a southern province, and pressuring, according to reports, people like Alipay and others to limit or even eliminate transactions in Bitcoin and other cryptos. That's the risk for Bitcoin specifically and cryptocurrencies in general, is that someone's going to legislate them away. Someone major is going to legislate them away. India did it a while back to a certain degree. Now China is doing it. Other Federal Reserve banks are looking at it. What that does is that doesn't eliminate the asset class by any stretch. I don't want people blowing up my Twitter saying that's not the point. I understand that it's not the point, but what that does is that takes that institutional bid out. It takes these big institutions who have said, we're gonna look at this seriously, and it says, well, now it's illegal, or now it's restricted, so we're no longer gonna do that. That's a repricing event, similar to what happened with yields and what happened with equities once people thought the Fed was serious about inflation. It's a repricing event, and we don't know what the outcome of that is at this point.
Okay. So, Bob, uh, as we look to kind of come up with the game plan here, what is it exactly? At what point does it seem like Bitcoin's out of the woods from that potential gravitational pull into a confidence crisis? I don't think it's ever out of the woods until uh, it's essentially decreed as legal tender uh, by more governments than just Venezuela. Um, was it Venezuela right. that did it? No, it El, El Salvador. It's El Salvador. It has to be a more, I, I don't want to insult anyone that's, El, that's Salvadorian, but it has to be a more critical government that does that. Once sure. that happens, it's out of that political crisis's woods. Uh, so it's never out of the woods for this. The issue is the game plan has to be, you have to decide what you're purchasing it for. I've had people reach out to me and say, do you think this is a good dip to buy? I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what your game plan is for your cryptocurrency allocation to your portfolio. You just wanna buy it and take a shot at it? Sure, 30,000 sounds right. But you have to know what your game plan is, your overall game plan for this particular asset. And I said crude oil fits into the same batch um, because these are volatile assets. It's gonna become a lot easier to not have to deal with this with crude oil when the micro launches. But right now, you're in that situation with crude oil, you're in that situation with cryptos because of that inherent volatility. That's not going away. I look at crude, it looks like it's pretty steadily trending higher. Bob, you think uh, there's more volatility on the way? Well, you and I talked uh, for a couple of consecutive weeks where I said my target was 77. Uh, I'm going to drop that a couple dollars now. And the reason I say that is because the Delta variant is starting to cause lockdowns again, small, but still lockdowns. I'm sure you saw the Bank of America note $100 because of the demand. Uh, banks tend to be a little bit late on crude oil price projections. Um, I think $100 is a little lofty. But still, we don't have OPEC committing to anything but discussing uh, easing of the production cuts by more than they already have committed to, and that would start in August. That's not enough, that's not fast enough for the way demand had been accelerating. So I think I'm gonna say $75.50, $76 and call it a win. Uh, I'm not gonna keep my $77 target simply because of the Delta variant and the way that might lock some small areas of some, some communities down. Having said that, crude oil demand is big and rig counts are still at the levels of July 2016. So we're not even looking at the U.S. as a factor in this in terms of supply. Okay. Thank you, Bob Hachino, for the thoughts here on a couple of very interesting markets and the similarities that you uh, see between such different uh, assets. Thanks, Bob. Always good to get your thoughts. And